Welcome back to the Let's Talk Forex podcast. This is our 13th episode. Last week, well, in the last two weeks, we covered the top 10 beginner mistakes. And in this episode, we'll cover execution, focusing mainly on market makers or dealing desk brokers. Listen to us on your favorite podcast provider and please like, share and subscribe to our podcast. Enjoy. Hey, Alison, how are you today? I'm very good, Chris. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm pretty good, thanks. I'm pretty good, thanks. Um, I went for a walk yesterday, didn't go for a hike. I went for a walk, but I ended up in ended up in the pub instead of actually doing any exercise. Um, <laughs> but no, no worse for wear for it. Um, okay. So yeah, I'm pretty good this morning. What did you? You been up to anything fun uh, yesterday? Yeah, I actually, I also went for a nice walk, uh, and and I didn't end up in the pub. I uh, I, I did a few laps. Um, oh, I'm very sorry to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Yours sounds like much more fun. <laughs> it was quite a fun end to a walk, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm Very not going to lie. Um, anyway, on to, on to business this week. Um, uh, so this week we're talking about trade execution. In fact, the next couple of episodes are going to be on trade execution. Uh, it's a term that people use a lot, and you'll hear it a lot as well. Um, but it's quite poorly understood, I find, um, especially amongst uh, beginners. And I know that many beginners wonder if it's something they should worry about um, when they're choosing a broker and when they're trading in general. And the short answer to that is maybe, which is not a very helpful answer. So instead, we're going to break it down into a longer answer um, over the next couple of episodes and hopefully clear up a few misunderstandings along the way. So today, specifically, we're going to talk about market makers or dealing desk brokers, as they're also known. It's a class of broker. And we're going to talk about how they execute trades. Um, now, market makers, dealing desk brokers, they get they get a lot of bad press in the Forex trading community. Um, and most of this bad press is incorrect. Um, they're, and they're actually really important uh, market makers, are very important for the functioning of the Forex market. Yeah, so I, I guess on that point, Chris, we should really go into what trade execution is. I think a lot of people are a bit, um, you know, they, they sort of see the term thrown around, but not too sure what it actually means. Um, and trade execution basically describes what happens when you place a trade with a broker. Because all Forex trading with broker is CFD trading, uh, which stands for contract for difference trading, it means that you never own the underlying assets unlike for example when you you're buying stocks where you actually own a portion of the stock that you're buying in in cfd trading you never actually own the underlying asset so you're basically speculating on the price difference um so when you when you place or buy an order or sell an order for a cfd what you're actually doing is creating a contract with whoever takes the other side of your trade so usually the broker. And this contract is an agreement to pay the difference in the price of the underlying instrument once you close the trade. Exactly. Um, it's a price difference. And then, so if I open a buy trade for the euro USD at 1.0240, for instance, and then I close it at 1.0245, whoever took the other side of that contract for difference will owe me that five pips. However, if I close a trade at 1.0235, uh, so five pips less than the opening price, I will then owe whoever took the other side of that contract 
for difference. I'll owe them that five pips. Most often, the other person on the other side of this or the entity on the other side who's taking the other side of your trade is usually the broker. And we call the person who takes the other side of that trade, the, the term is a counterparty. And, and what trade execution really is, it defines who your counterparty is and how fast that counterparty can take on your trade. How fast can they process your trade? So now that we understand what trade execution is, let's talk about what a market maker is and what is a dealing desk. From our perspective, um, you know, we deal obviously with a lot of market makers um, uh, in our industry. And uh, most retail traders in the Forex market will be working with brokers that are known as dealing desk brokers or market makers. And these types of brokers are named market makers because they basically make the market. So it's, it's a very appropriate name. Um, and they make the market for retail traders. And they are always, as you said, Chris, now, they are always the counterparty or the other side of your trade. You cannot have a trade without a counterparty. Um, and trading, at, uh, trading Forex and the inter interbank market requires a lot of liquidity, which is why uh, traders cannot trade on the Forex market on their own unless they've got huge liquidity to back them up. And the majority of retail traders... Um, will basically have to go through a broker. Um, and this is basically where the market makers come in. They form the bridge between the interbank market um, because the traders won't, the retail trader won't have enough money to do that and the retail forex trader. And they do this by buying up large positions from the interbank market and they then sell these to the retail clients in small package sizes that can be accommodated by their small accounts or and with the lower minimum deposits, which is um, basically what we write about. Yeah, exactly. That's And that's, yeah, as you say, like market makers, it's a really appropriate term. That's exactly what they're doing. They're making, uh, they're basically making a new market um, away from the actual interbank market. Um, and they're making this so it's, it's a more easily accessible market. And inside that market, they're always going to be the counterparty. They're always going to take the other side of their trade because they essentially become the market. And all so every time you're opening a trade with a market maker, they've already got their positions. They already own all their positions and they're, or, and they're ready to take on your order with uh, immediately. And all this is done within um, a market maker's dealing desk department, which is why they're also called dealing desk brokers. And all the execution of these trades um, will occur in that broker's dealing desk apartment. There are a lot of benefits to this kind of uh, setup. Uh, because the market makers already own a huge amount of positions on the market, they can give fixed spreads, so they do not not required on floating spreads. They're not, they're not require any change in the market, does not then reflect the spreads that they pass on to their traders. They can execute trades incredibly fast because they've got it all in-house. Um, and this is especially true if they are positioned close to one of the major exchanges like New York or London. They also don't have to charge any commissions on trade because they're not they're not providing a service. They're not providing they're not providing a, a service between you, the trader and um, and another person on the interback market. You're only working directly with them. So there's no commission. There's also, they can give you a single price quotation. That means there's hardly no slippage, which is something we're going to discuss in more detail next time. But what this means essentially is that the price that they give you is the price that you're going to get. And if you accept it, then you're going to take it. Your price will not move. There's no chance for your price changing when they offer it to you. And as you've mentioned before, there's um, really low minimum deposits as well. Um, because they already own all these positions, 
and they've got the ability to break it up into smaller chunks, they can uh, they can hand it on to to retail traders with very low minimum deposits. And so, because market makers provide pricing in house, their spreads can be kept very low as well. And as I said, they can really remain fixed. And they and they often have their exchanges. They often keep their places close to you know the London or New York uh, exchanges. Yeah, and being close to those exchanges uh, ensures lower latency, which uh, means your trades are processed faster. And these executions can become even faster if a virtual private server or VPS is used. So in this case, the trader's computer is linked to the broker's remote server or the server that's then linked, as you say, Chris, to the New York or London exchanges. And it eliminates those factors from the trader's end, which could delay executions, um, such as slow internet connections or, in the case of South Africa, issues like load shedding. Um, so we always, we always punt brokers that, that offer VPS services, particularly if they're for free, because it means that you you're gonna have your your trades will be executed quicker and you're not gonna have downtime, which means you you know you obviously will lose money if your your positions are open or closed and and you have no control over them. And using a market maker also uh, that offers a client VPS is is an even quicker way to go if fast executions are are what you're looking for. Yeah, exactly. Uh, VPSs are incredibly important. Uh, for people who are looking for fast fast execution, and most market makers who are set up next to exchanges will offer a VPS service that will have lightning fast execution, and it will really make a difference, especially for people who, for scalpers and other um, other traders who rely on algorithmic trading. And a side note, really about market makers, um, is that they're incredibly important to the functioning of financial markets. Um, Large banks and other financial institutions rely on them to buy up these large positions in the market. And traders, both professional and retail traders, rely on them to um, to be able to satisfy their trading positions. They, they facilitate a smooth flow of financial markets and they allow investors and traders to buy and sell whenever they want, however they want, and, and in whatever quantity they want. And without market makers... Um, you would end up actually with capital drying up on both sides. Uh, there'll be in, there wouldn't be enough transactions to keep uh, to keep the financial markets and especially the forex market, which, um, as we talked about earlier, is absolutely gigantic, and uh, they're incredibly important to keeping that running smoothly. They they grease the wheels. They keep everything moving. They keep both sides of the market going, and this is why they they require so much liquidity. Uh, they have huge funding backing from banks uh, to allow them to make these purchases of their trades. And this also allows them to provide leverage. Basically, they lend huge amounts of money to forex traders on a daily basis, and that's not cheap. And so they have these huge liquidity pools, um, and and that are backed up by the banks. And then they they provide this liquidity back out into the markets again. Uh, so they're really really essential for the functioning of not just the forex market but the financial markets in general. As you mentioned earlier, Chris, there are lots of issues with market makers, and we in our reviews we actually. You know, we talk about dealing desk um, brokers that might pose a conflict of interest. And this is because when they have a dealing desk and they are the counterparty to your trade, um, when you make a profit, the market maker loses. And when you lose, the market maker profits. So this, uh, the conflict of interest is basically what disturbs many forex traders. It also creates a motivation for the market makers to behave unethically. And what I mean by this is that they could manipulate the prices of the instruments. 
Um, so we we found, uh, I think it was in 2020, if I'm not mistaken, Chris, um, there was an instance where market maker um, known as JP Markets, a South African broker, was accused of allegedly changing the prices on some instruments when the traders were doing well. Um, and there were obviously a lot of complaints and, and there was an investigation. Um, but I actually can't remember the, the outcome of that investigation. Maybe you can elaborate a bit. Yeah, no, they they were eventually exonerated in the High Court. But the point remains, what you were saying, is that there is this motivation for uh, market makers to, because of the conflict of interest, because they will profit uh, from their from the losses that their traders make. There is a motivation there, underlying motivation to to fix prices, and as you say, and to do what JP Markets was accused of, which um, they've since been cleared of doing, of course. But and this is where it's really important to trade with a regulated market maker. Um, someone like Arbitrade, for instance, or Plus 500, these are both market makers, but they're very well regulated. They're audited frequently. The way they operate their services and everything are um, everything about them is checked on frequently by, by uh, very strict regulators. Uh, so we know for a fact that they are not going to be fixing prices. Um, and if they did, then traders would complain. You know, there's a lot of professional traders who are very aware uh, and they, they know what price manipulation looks like. And these brokers would get shut down very quickly. So while this while this motivation does exist, um, as long as you trade with a regulated market maker, you're going to be in the clear. And and I think what this you know we bang on about it a lot, but I mean I think this what this really highlights is the importance of trading with a regulated broker. With market makers, especially, there is definitely room for price manipulation with an unre- unregulated market maker. So just be careful out there. So yeah, I think that kind of kind of covers market makers and next week we're going to carry on with execution but next week we're going to cover stp and ecn and how they differ from market makers and whether they're better or worse and then uh, we're also going to have a short chat about hybrid hybrid uh, brokers who use combination of of the three different models um but yeah thanks so much Alison. i think that's pretty good i think we cleared up a lot of misunderstandings this week yes yeah i think we did thanks chris it was a a, a great a great chat to you today. Okay. Bye, Alice. Bye.